0: And welcome, and greetings in Jesus' name. Were you listening when Dathan was reading? Who is Jesus? Dathan, I might have to get you up here and read that passage again. is the truth. truth. What else is he? The The light of the world. Do you believe that this morning? And I find it fascinating, well, that might be a little bunny trail, we'll get to that maybe later. This morning I want to focus on the light. The title of the message is, Is Your Candle Lit? Is Your Candle Lit? Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works And glorify your Father which is in heaven. Is your candle lit? Growing up, I I thoroughly enjoyed candles. I still enjoy candles. And uh, I can still remember the day that we come back from our honeymoon. And we went back to my parents' house to pack up my stuff. And, of course, my new bride was with me. And as we were going through my dresser stuff and cleaning things out, she opened the drawer and she opened a drawer full of candles. Yankee candles. You know Yankee candles? You ladies know what Yankee candles are. And, and I don't remember her words, but I remember her look. She's like, oh, she couldn't believe that a guy my age at 25 would love candles or have a drawer full of them. I like candles. And I still like candles today. I even have a candle in my office, but since due to some of the people that work for me have sensitive nose. I don't burn them much. But I like candles. And Jesus specifically talks about candles in Matthew 8, in Matthew 5. And I, I, I love the parallel that he gives here. But this morning, we'll get to that a little later. What, what are candles? What are they? They're light. They're light. What else are they? When you see this candle burning, what is it? What does it need to burn? I put the fire to it, but what I can't you can't just make fire out of nothing. God can. But this fire would not continue to burn without something. What is it? Oxygen. Oxygen. Perfect. It's one of them on my list. What else does it need? Fuel. And what else? Heat. heat. Boy, someone was looking at my notes. You see, candle, these can- candles need three things. Three things to burn. Oxygen, fuel, and heat. And as I, as I, as I studied the passage in Matthew 5, there were, were the last message, I, we, I preached the message on the soul of the earth, and we're called to preserve the earth. And, and, and going on into the Matthew 5 there, it says, you, you are the light of the world. I thought Dathan just read "says said, I am the light of the world, Jesus said. S- save that thought for just a little bit. And he says, you are the light of the world. And it goes on to say there that the no man lighteth a candle and put it under the bushel basket, but, but put, puts it out on a stand and giveth light to the house. And as I, as I thought of, of what fire needs what candles need to burn and I thought of oxygen what is the Christians oxygen in order for a Christian to survive what's our vital breath Prayer. prayer in order for us to be a candle we need oxygen and the vital breath for the Christian is prayer prayer to our Heavenly Father and being connected in prayer fuel as i thought of the fuel as i thought of the wax and i thought of of what would the wax represent what would the fuel represent in our life and there was something that stood out to me more than anything else and you could apply it multiple ways was our faith faith in god without faith it is impossible to please god faith is our fuel faith is our fuel It feeds and sustains our spiritual passion for our Christian life. It's how we do. It's what guides us because we have faith in God. And as I thought of, you know, thought of the the heat aspect, I thought of the Holy Spirit burning out the dross in our lives, remolding, reshaping us, and making us look different than what the beautiful candle was out to set out to be. And as I, as, I, as, I, as I spent time yesterday morning reflecting on these three aspects and how I was smitten to was convicted. how much time do I spend in prayer? How much time do I spend breathing in? The very oxygen that needs to keep my candle lit. And how much time and how much faith is actually behind the decisions I make? Is it all logical thinking or do I step out like Abraham did and go in faith? And then in all that, are we allowing the Holy Spirit to burn that draws out in our lives. To give us guidance. To give us direction. So that we can know how and, 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 and in ways and in, in people's lives shine brightly for Jesus. The embers of faith can be restored. The quote I found. The embers of faith can be restored with spiritual oxygen. That quote jumped out at me. The embers of faith. Yes, we have faith. Yes, we believe God. And yes, we believe his promises. And sometimes it's hard to actually... Live it. But when I find myself on my knees before an almighty God, and I apply oxygen to that faith, the Holy Spirit unites and makes that faith grow. To you ladies, some people I've heard it said, you like candles because they're pretty and they set it out just for the looks of it. I burn candles because I like the smell of them. You know, in about two days in, they kind of look shot, right? They look used and spent. But yet they burn. They burn for a long time. And as we spend our life here on this earth, and as our candle is burning, are we so focused on preserving us, And my beautiful candle, are we lighting the fire, letting Jesus light the fire? Yes, it's going to look different. Yes, it's not going to be pretty after a year or two in our journey in Christ. But yet, our candle puts off that sweet smell. Because that only comes from being burnt and spent. and Be willing to be spent in Christ. Jesus says here in Matthew 8, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but, but shall have light, the light of life. I find it interesting that he says, in the beginning God created heaven and earth. And what was the first thing God created? Light. Light. And I find it fascinating as I travel through time, from the beginning of time till Jesus' time. When Jesus came to Mary, what was represented there? An angel. Brought good news. And as I looked at when Jesus came to earth, his announcement was broadcast to the shepherds. There was a bright light that shone around. Light. And as Jesus went through his ministries, his mission statement was to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace, Luke 1. He was witnessed with light at his birth. Light was witnessed at his his ministry throughout his time. He was the light. While he was here, he was the light. But when Jesus died, what happened? there was darkness a great darkness over the land because he was the light but when he arose again there was also a great light at the tomb this morning are we like the wise men we have jesus christ as our focal point that bright that star shining in the sky he is the light Jesus says here in Matthew 12, he told the Pharisees here, and I find it interesting here, the setting of this chapter. It was right after, in the beginning there, chapter 8, he was sat down in the temple to teach the people. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought this idolatrous woman to him to be judged. And they said, according to the law, she should be stoned. And Jesus stooped down and he started writing. And he said, he that is among without sin, let him cast the first stone at her. And he stooped down again and started writing. And I marvel at how he did this without, with, with, with ever so few words. And then we know the story how they left one by one. And he asked the woman, where are these thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no, Lord, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You see, Jesus didn't have to say anything because he was the light. He was the one that could shine into their hearts and expose their deepest sins or their deepest inconsistencies. He was the one that, that, that when he's around, he could shine. You know, no darkness can survive under light. And see, Jesus himself was that light. And as he was that light, As he spoke that light, he went on to say after that account, he says, I am the light of the world. Jesus knew that he was sent to this earth by his father to be the light, to pave a way so that His children can be that light in our society. He knew his identity. He knew where he came from. He knew, for he says in 14, for I know whence I came and hither I go. He was that light, and he be, bear witness of himself. Darkness cannot survive in light. In Nicaragua for three years, back in the mountains, we'd go back to El Tigre or Tamista t- t- town, and it would be so dark back there. There would be so very little town lights, and the stars shone so bright. I never witnessed the stars that bright in, in anywhere here. Because of the city lights, how they take away the brightness of the stars. And you know, sometimes we get light and darkness mixed up. Sometimes we feel like, you know, if, it's, if it'd be dark here tonight, completely dark, and we turn all the lights off. This candle would be pretty bright. It would shine brightly. But now it doesn't do much. And so it is for our life in, in, in our world. You know, sometimes we get we get we live in a society where the darkness is is thick. And we live in, in a world where Jesus needs light. But he needs bearers of that light. And as we go forth through this world in our society that he calls us to be, let's turn to Matthew 5. 13 through 16. Ye are the salt of the earth. If the salt has lost its savior, wherein shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of man. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works. So that they glorify your Father which is in heaven. Not that they glorify your works, our works, my works. But they point them to Christ. Glorify our Father which is in heaven Jesus says I am that light and he is giving us the responsibility to carry that light you see Jesus didn't have to prove who he was he didn't have to prove that light he was that light it was evident in his life the Pharisees and the scribes were trying to trap Jesus but Jesus was being that light in the darkest time there and it shone into their hearts and they couldn't take it he was that light that light revealed the very needs in their own hearts. Jesus doesn't have to prove who he is because he is the light. Light is evident. Light is just light. You don't walk into a room and, 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 and you hit the light switch and you're like, oh, that's light. It's just evident. Without light, and you go try to walk around in a dark room, you might bust your shins. You might get hit or you might get bumped. But Jesus comes into that dark room And as we flip that light switch, just like that, Jesus talks into that dark room and sheds light, gives us understanding, paves a way that we can see things in our surroundings, and enlightens us to what what we're working with, what we're trying to move around in that darkness. That's what Jesus does in our lives. The darkness has to flee in the presence of light. With Jesus, you will see clearly and clearly see the things around you which brings a greater understanding of them. If we walk close to Jesus, he will fill us with light. He'll give us an understanding, letting our lights, enlightening us to, to the surrounding and giving us understanding to what, we, what we're facing. You know, sometimes we don't see the light, but it doesn't mean that the light isn't shining. Sometimes we feel, we don't see, our society is so full of darkness, and we, get, we can get misfocused, and we, we focus on all the darkness, and we don't see the light, and it seems like there's no light left. But it doesn't mean the light isn't shining. Jesus is that light, and he's asking us to be that light. Let's shine our light for him. John eight twenty one, then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye seek ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Hither I go, ye cannot come. You see the Pharisees here, the chapter that Dathan read, were choosing not to see that light. They were refusing to see Jesus who he was. They were refusing, letting that light to penetrate their darkness. And he told them, If ye die in your sins, you'll be forevermore in darkness. You cannot see light through the eyes of darkness. This morning that thought was very riveted in my mind as I sat and I pondered my life. So many times I I try to view view light through the eyes of darkness. Try to view, uh, view light, Jesus Christ, or even in situations. Try to grasp an understanding of something in my own ways. In the things that I think it should be. Through the eyes of man. Cannot see light through the eyes of darkness. But when you see light, darkness is already cast out. So when you see Jesus Christ for who he is and what he has done in your life and what he has continued to do, darkness has no choice but to flee. Praise the Lord for that. Jesus was willing to lose his identity as a servant, as a son of God, and go to the cross. And to totally look different to the society. Unrecognizable. Are you and I willing to lose our identity? To be that light for him? In Revelations 22, 5, it says, There shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. We won't need we're going go, when we go home to be with him in glory, we won't need to be that light for Jesus anymore because we'll be with the light. We'll be united together with him. Turn with me to John, John 1. I love this passage. I'm going to read first 14 verses of John 1. And as I read, let this sink in. And really, what John is saying here In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God. Whose name was John, and the same came for a witness to bear witness of light, that all men through him might believe. He was not, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light, which light, lighteneth every man that cometh unto the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not, and he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory and the glory as the one only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him. John the Baptist was sent to bear witness of him. And we are, and, and, and as, we, as we're on this side of Jesus' ministry on this earth, we are called to bear witness of him, to carry that light. We have the light with us this morning. We have the word, the living word, the roadmap to glory that shows us plainly what's, what he wants us as his people to do. We're called to live it so it shines out to the dark world around us. This morning, David says he recognized the word was a lamp unto his feet and a light unto my path. Psalms 119, 130. The entrance of my words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Do you have the light, Jesus Christ, within you? The word in your heart, establishing it. Is your candle lit? Or are you feeling a little bit like Job where he says, Oh, that I I were in months past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shined upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were about me, when I washed my steps with butter and the rock poured, Meow, rivers of oil. Job was a little discouraged. He was a little depressed as he sat in his boils. He remembered the days when he had it nice and he had it good. And he's like, when his candle shined upon God, preserved me and his candle shined upon my head. And when by his light, I walked through darkness. Job didn't stay there. But there's are season in our life where sometimes we don't feel like being that light. And we feel like darkness is pressing in. Let's remember, we are called to just be bearers of the light. Jesus will light your candle if you ask him to. J. David recognized this in Psalms eighteen twenty-eight: For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. It says, surely the darkness shall cover me. Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness as the light are both alike to thee. We don't have to live this life confused, wondering, stumbling around in darkness. We don't have to live this life wondering which path to take, because Jesus has made it clear because he was the light and shown the light and the way to us through his His, um, holy word. <clears throat> Jesus is calling us to be that light. While he was here on this earth, he was the light. And in Matthew, Matthew um, 5, he says, calling ye. Ye are the light of the world. Can we just picture the church as that mansion on a hilltop? There is nothing that will take that light out. Because Jesus says in his word that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus is calling us, each of us, in individuals within the church, to continue to let our light, our candle burn. This spring in the ministers' meeting, this thought came to me. And I don't even remember the comment that was made, but I wrote down my thought Are we so busy? Are we so busy with our workings and our ministries and our, and, our, and our good things that we do? We're so busy with all that we have going. And we rush around and we rush around. And we're flying all over the place. We will fly here and we fly there and we fly there. And our light goes out. And then we wonder what is wrong. That was a challenge to me, and it is a challenge. I got the picture of the ten virgins, and I might be thinking out of contents a little here. The ten virgins, as they went, they heard the bridegroom call. And five of them were wise. They took the time and the proper preparation to take extra oil with them so their light don't go out. You see, they were busy just as well as the five that were didn't do that. You see, they had just as much to do. They were virgins. They were all virgins. The five that took the time in prayer and took the time in keeping their flame going and forethought and took time to, to keep their walk with Christ vital thought of their oil that could possibly go out if the bridegroom tarries and it took extra long. But the five that didn't, they rushed to the, to the call. I find myself so many times today doing the very thing. I find myself rushing around and then wondering or looking back what went wrong. Is it because I didn't spend the time in prayer so my fire continue to have oxygen to burn? Is it time that I've cut out in my my time with the Lord in the morning? And I snuffed the oxygen of my candle, and my faith began to wa- waver. This morning, I fear sometimes that our busyness is gonna be the biggest ash, the downfall of being that light to the world. Do we take the time to stop like the good Samaritan? Do we take the time to pick up a brother that's struggling? Do we take the time to have the conversations that, yes, they may be painful, but to show each other that we care? You see, that's all part of being that bright light to each other and to our society. Ephesians 5, 3, and 8. But all, th- but all things that are approved are made manifest by the light. For what whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Therefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. For ye are sometimes darkness, but now ye are the children of light. Lord, the children of light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 1 John 1, 7. But if you walk in the light, he is the light. And we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Are you called? You are called this morning to bear witness of what Jesus has done for you in your life. You are called to bear witness. And as you bear witness, you are the light to the darkness that you find yourselves in. You're a light to those things that you come in, in, in the way with. That sometimes we're called. We are called. We're not just sometimes called. We're called to be that light to get in the face of evil to push back because Jesus within us will do it if we let it shine we're called are you bearing witness of the, are you bearing witness of the light the workings that Jesus did in your life is your candle burning this morning are you letting the holy spirit continue to shape and mold you remember it takes three things to keep your candle burning It takes the prayer. It takes faith. It takes the Holy Spirit with dwelling within you. Can the light giver, Jesus Christ, count on you to be that vessel, to be that light, to bring him glory, not glory to ourselves, but to bring him glory so the kingdom can go on? In closing, I'd like to read a poem. This is also a song that meant a lot to me in the last few months. There is a candle in every soul, some brightly burning, some dark and cold. There is a spirit whose fire ignites a candle and makes his home. Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, confused and torn. Hold out your candle for all to see. Take your candle, go light your world. Take your candle, go light your world. Confused, brother. See how he's tried to light his own candle some other way. See how your sister, she's been robbed and lied to, still holds a candle without a flame. Carry your candle. Run to the darkness. See out the lonely, tired, and worn. Hold out your candle for all to see. Take your candle and go light your world. We are a family whose hearts are Let's, So let's arise our candles light and light up the sky praying to our father in the name of Jesus make us a beacon in darkest times carry your candle run to the darkness seek out the hopeless deceived and poor hold out your candle for all to see take your candle and go light your world carry your candle run to the darkness seek out the hopeless confused and torn hold out your candle for all to see take your candle and go like the world. Can God count on you? Let's pray. A kind, righteous, eternal, heavenly Father. We thank you that you have sent your Son to be that light. To show us a way. To pave us a way. For giving us his holy word. Father, we thank you. And God, we know at times the, the fire is painful. At times you're burning the dross. Parts. And we, God, we ask that you would continue to give us a passion. To never let that fire be snuffed out. To never let the pressures of our society and our world and our journey and our battles. To let it grow dim and go out. Father, I know you're counting on us to be that light to this world. And Father, we thank you that you have given us all the power and all the help and all the resources that we need to do just that. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.